come to a conclusion that our life is only for one purpose, that we are a counter to distribute happiness in this world. Whatever we do or we do not do, everything is aimed at this story of happiness. And it is only for this purpose everything is lubricated with yoga shastra. We have seen yesterday how yama niyama asana pranayam pratyahar is aimed at discovery of happiness. <laughs> so, Yama is we interact with the world in such a manner that we are not a problem for the world and the world is not a problem for us. This is called as happiness. Then, Niyama is, we are not a problem for ourselves. As much we are problem to ourselves, nobody is a problem for us. So how do we achieve this yesterday we have seen? Then we have seen the asana. Asana is aimed at getting freedom from body identification. Twisting the body is not asana according to Patanjali Yoga Darshan. Patanjali defines asana as sthira sukham asanam, steady happiness is asana. And how it can be achieved, he gives two techniques. One technique is prayer 
शैथिल्य अनंत टेक्निकिस अनंत समापत्तिल्य प्रयत्न शक्ति ले मींस मिनिमम एफर्ट्स मैक्सिमम हैप्पीनेस more the efforts abnormal we are so if i move the telescope so that it guides my other mouth like those who are hard of hearing they are not normal again is the mouth of hard of hard of hearing is less too less and therefore they have to put lot of efforts to listen but those who are normal without efforts they can hear everything correctly therefore asana means we must come to a point wherein we don't struggle in life we are at peace with ourselves and this can be achieved by the second technique called as ananta samapatti dhyan ananta samapatti means merging the individuality in the totality we don't have to become some extraordinary we have to remain ordinary the moment we become extraordinary we are a black sheep in a white flock the real joy of life is not carrying the burden on our head how much burden we carry on our head i am man i am woman i am young i am old i am beautiful i am awful i am indian i am brazilian i am rich i am poor i am educated i am over educated i am educated illiterate in addition to that i am a yogi <laughs> recognize this principle merge your individuality with the totality the net result will be we will be at home at peace in every place in every situation then you are not tired then you are relaxed about this and tell you one event which happened in uk i came from mumbai to heathrow airport after traveling for 9 hours then one british lady was supposed to drive me to a church where i had to deliver lecture on gita you must swear to be there 
and uh, when you are going, I told her, I said, Amma, I think you have taken a wrong exit. She retorted, I am here for last 35 years, I know. I said, that doesn't prevent you from making mistakes. Even, even God has made a mistake. He created us. <laughs> no, 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 I am all right. I said, okay, go ahead. I just told what had happened. After going for maybe another 40 miles, she said, Swamiji, what you tell is right. I have taken a wrong exit. What should I do now? I said, follow the Indian technology. <laughs> Go the wrong way. Two wrongs make one right, is it not? No, we can't do it. We have to take a U-turn, maybe after 40 miles. I said, go ahead, I have a job. And we reached the hotel, that um, church about one hour late. And I was expecting all the people must have gone because Britishers are very fussy. But all of them were with me. So I had to talk, no choice. <laughs> so I finished my talk one and a half hour and we had tea, coffee and then we went for a dinner. And after the dinner, I was watching one BBC documentary on Tibet. And that lady who came to see me, Swamiji, go and take rest now, you must be tired. I said, look here, you mind your business, don't bother me. I am going to see this. I am what? I am going to see this lady. No, I want to be like you. How come you are not tired? You traveled so long distance, we made a mistake on the road, you finished your lecture, you spoke to people, you had dinner, and now still you are watching a movie. How come you are not tired? I said, this is a manufacturer's <laughs> No, I want to be like you. I said, Mama, you cannot be like me. I, I call all the ladies as mother so that I have no problem. <laughs> this is the only relationship we made as a mother 
Here they don't create problems, they solve problems. É muito jeito que tem relacionamento com homens e mulheres de maneira que elas não nos causem trabalho, problema, e sim resolvam o problema. Se relacionar como se fossem nossas mães. This is my trade secret, I told you. Esse é um segredo que eu tenho, acabou de confessar para você. He said, but I want to be like you. Why I cannot be? Mas eu quero ser como você. Por que eu não posso? I said, look here. Longer the beard, standardized is the wisdom. Half the beard, doubtful is the wisdom. No beard, no wisdom. <laughs> so I said, Amma, you can never be like me. You are born to suffer. Ice cubes will have personalities. Every ice cube is separate from others. And every ice cube will be uncomfortable in relation to other ice cubes. But the water is comfortable in any pot. Let the water be in a petri dish or test tube or a capillary tube. Everywhere the water is at the But the ice cubes are uncomfortable everywhere. Now if you go into the inquiry, ice cubes are nothing but water. Mas se você for analisar a, a fundo, os cubos já não são nada mais do que água. So water as a water is natural, water as ice cube is unnatural. Água como água é o seu estado natural. Água como gelo é o estado não natural. Naturally we are all divine. Naturalmente somos todos divinos. But unnaturally we become somebody. That our natural experience we go through in deep sleep. Because in deep sleep we are nobody, nowhere, and nothing. That time all specialties are deleted. That I am man, I am woman, I am young, I am old, I am rich, I am poor. None of them burden we are carrying in the deep sleep. And exactly this is what we go to sleep for. 
É exatamente isso que a gente deve. What is this need? We want to undo all the burden that we are carrying. And when the burden becomes too much, even in the satsanga, we go to sleep. Satsanga means what we are doing is called a satsanga. So here we have come for listening. But then the burden of our speciality, the breakfast, has become so heavy. And therefore, all the blood has gone through the stomach for digestion purpose. And the top floor is empty. And therefore, sitting posture, we go to sleep. So what is need? Giving up all the burden. Sleep does not happen to body. Sleep happens to mind. The mind is the culprit behind all the experiences of our life. care of everything, but we have never taken care of our mind. Just look within yourself. Have we learned how to think? Every small little thing we have to learn. How, how to drive a car you have to learn. How to ride a bicycle, you have to learn. How to swim, you have to learn. But when it comes to thinking, aha, I know. We have to learn how to think. And for learning how to think, the mind, where the learning happens, must be at our control. But the mind to whom we have to teach how to think, that mind is not under our control. And therefore, we know only one thing about mind, complain, complain, complain. That is the reason I entertain questions from the children, not from the elders. Children have got inquiries and elderly people have got complaints. Complaining is not a solution. To find out what is the cause. So before we talk about controlling the mind, we must know what is uncontrolled mind. A mind that is not controlled is the one which runs in time, space and object. A mind that is not controlled is the one which runs in time, space and object. 
Now, this we have to personally observe in our own life. I'll give some examples. Now, like I am here watching you all, sitting and listening to what I am talking. So, I should be here 100%. But what happens, my mind goes back. See, about 5-6 years before, when I came to this place, I was in the university and there he was the only one who was translating in not a good way, but now is better. So the mind doesn't remain here. The mind keeps on comparing, going back in the past or worrying in the future or getting frustrated because it can't understand. So control over mind means controlling the mind with reference to place, with reference to time and with reference to objects. So first we have to learn how to control the mind with reference to place. Now for that we have to be inspired. If you want to work with the mind, a dull-witted mind cannot be inspired. Dull-witted. Então você tem que se inspirar e uma mente, não sei, dando, né? Uma mente boa. Não sei se é isso que eu estou dizendo, mas uma mente boa. É, sleepy mind. Uma mente sonolenta. Não pode ser inspirada. Therefore, now we will do this experiment, controlling the mind with reference to place. Então vamos fazer o experimento, controlar a mente com relação ao. If you can wake up from your sleep, I will be obliged. We have trained our mind two extremes. Extremes are very easy. Either our mind is multi-pointed or our mind is zero-pointed. So, the multi-pointed mind is constantly running like a monkey. And zero-pointed mind is going to sleep. Both extremes are useless. Mind has to be single-pointed. Now, single-pointed mind means the mind which is available to us whenever we want, for whatever purpose we want, for whatever length of time we want, the mind is freely available. That is the single pointed. 
So first, the mind becomes multi-pointed because of running to so many places. Like when I am like I am in Brazil, so when I move around, immediately the questions say come. Amiji, in India also you have got such type of dirty roads. Some type of dirty road. When I was in Paris and I saw their slums, I was very happy. Come on, Paris is like India. <laughs> this is how we are trained our mind to constantly go from one place to another. <laughs> So we have to train the mind to remain in one place at a time. This practice in yoga is called a dharana. So as you are sitting, simply close your eyes and be don't focus or don't become too intense. Be relaxed and come to your spiritual heart. It is called the sternum where the floating ribs unite. Come here and stay there. allow the mind to go away from this center of our personality. So runs in objects or things or people. When I see somebody, I am reminded of, oh, my mother must have been Jew when I was born. When I see the hand there on the wall, I think, you know, why they don't put the hand on this? So, the mind has to make comment on everything else. So, 
now the mind has to be nailed in one object. So holding the mind only for one object is called a dhyana. Now we have to do two things together. Bring the mind to the center of your being and hold on to only one object. Now be very attentive. Objects are many if they are finite. Suppose I tell you, uh, keep uh, the picture of Lord Krishna in your heart. Then for mind we start reacting, why Krishna? Why not Hanuman? Why not Jesus? Why not Vishnu? Mind is a culprit, don't listen to that. Mind is a culprit. The one who creates problems. Similarly, this was about the shape or the size. If I give a sound, any particular sound, for example, if I say, fix your mind in the center and think of Again, the question will come. Why Om? So, I solve this riddle in a very simple way. Now, be aware of the center of your personality and listen to silence. Silences are not many. Silence is only one. So, sit down properly. Close your eyes. Bring your attention to the center of your personality and listen to Third step. 
mind runs also in time. Either the past memories or the future worries. So the mind has to be held only in the utter present. Let us not allow the mind to go in the past or the future. Therefore, remember basic principle. Meditation is never repeated. Every experience of our life is unique. You may be driving the same distance between your home and office every day, yet every drive is unique. This is one of the mistakes the students do. They want to repeat the meditation as they have done last time. It is not the McDonald's dishes. McDonald's dishes, the tasting which is very unique. Everything is unique. So now we bring the third principle of time in controlling the mind. Again, this is properly bring your mind to the center of your being. Listen to silence. Such a mind means called control the mind.
वर्ड्स ऑफ पतंजलि मीन्स त्रयम एकत्र संयम थ्री फैक्टर्स टूगेदर इज कॉल्ड संयम परफेक्ट In Gita, this word is used by Bhagwan Sri Krishna in the second chapter. Yanisha sarva bhutanam tasyam jagrati sanjani yasyam jagrati bhutani sanisha pashyate nirvana. Sayami means the one whose mind is perfectly under control. he is able to experience beyond the obvious average people do not have the ability to go beyond the obvious because your mind is preoccupied with these worldly things just for an example when uh, newton went in a apple garden i also went there so the newton could apple garden in a sense and pahunch and both of us saw the apple falling down us once you know one second and i being a swami i lifted the apple quickly and started eating yet is come also well with the government but newton started thinking Why the apple is not going up? Why it is going down? And he discovered the law of gravity. And me, I know only eating, eating, eating. Because I am preoccupied with the worldly things. Sayyama is our perfect control over the mind. Is we work. through the mind but the mind does not overpower us sayama means trabalhar através da mente sem deixar que a mente nos controle we use the mind the mind doesn't use us nós usamos a mente ela não nos usa such a person is able to understand what is said by the scriptures or the teacher in one go uma pessoa assim consegue compreender aquilo que é ensinado pelo Why we are not able to understand the things in one go? Because we are preoccupied with the worldly things. I'll tell you one of my good experience. It will help you in what is the meaning of subtle understanding. One of a higher police officer in Delhi, he came to meet me. And is very well read in scriptures and very nice person. I know him for last almost ten fifteen years. But he has never asked me a single question about myself. Nor he has spoken anything about himself. 
descrição, nunca comentou nada pessoal sobre os calçãos, sobre ele mesmo, e menos sobre particularmente sobre a sua expedição. These questions are exclusively about the reality. As perguntas dele são exclusivamente sobre a realidade. And he has studied all the scriptures, Upanishads, so deeply, and therefore his understanding is very subtle. So he said, this time I'm very busy. Please give me some homework. So for one year I can work on it. So I told him it was night about eight o'clock and uh, I, he was standing in the door. Lights were on in my room. I told him, close the door and do whatever I tell and answer my question. After closing the door, I said, switch off the light. Then I asked him, what are you seeing? He said, nothing, only darkness. I said, think again and reply, don't be in a hurry. He said, really, I am seeing nothing, only darkness. I said, first lie. Eyes cannot see darkness. Eyes can see only the light. Then I told him, switch on the light. Now tell me what are you seeing? He said, I am seeing you, I am seeing your laptop, I am seeing your table, I am seeing the water bottle, I am seeing the furniture. I said, go on, tell me all the things in the room. I said, anything more? He said, no, that's all. I said, think again. He said, no, that is all. I said, no, I am seeing something more. I told him, I am seeing the light. Oh, oh, yes, light also I was seeing, but I did not say I have seen the light. Then I asked him, are you seeing something more? He said, no, nothing. I said, I am seeing something still more. He said, this is too much. Now tell me, I, I accept my defeat. <laughs> then I told him, I am seeing the presence of electrical energy. Without electricity, can there be a light? Without the light, can the objects be illuminated? Without the illuminated object, can they be seen? So what is happening? We are giving so much importance to the objects that the light is hidden behind the objects. Is 
then we are giving so much importance to the light that the electricity is hidden behind the light. No, apply the same principle to this. Only one pair of eyes see all the colors and forms. Let it be a red color, let it be a blue color, let it be green, let it be white. All colors, all shapes, all forms are seen by the same vision. So we are constantly extrovert, lost in the objective world. And what is the objective world? They are many and different from each other. Vision has no color. Vision has no shape. But we are lost in the different colors and shapes that we forget our vision. Then for the first time, the mother, she has become 40-40 plus and she is not able to read properly. And then she takes the book in the hand and tries to read by keeping the book at different places. And the children ask, Mom, you are becoming very stylish in this book. So the mother says, No, I am not able to see properly. This time, where was our attention? On the object or on the vision? So what was happening? The objects of the world, they were covering our vision. The, the sense organs cover our mind. The mind covers our intellect. The intellect covers our life. The life covers the divinity that we have. There are so many coverings on us. Remove one by one and see the joy of it. this every day only. How much time, energy we spend only in accumulating the things in the world. And if we are to talk about our life, what are the topics? All our possessions and all our relations till 12th July 
we have learned it the other day and yet yesterday somebody asked me question swamiji since when you are doing this business of blessing the people because we have forgotten so we get lost in the objects and because of that our sense organs are covered then second step comes we are slaves to our sense organs let me try uh, the today how it is so i take a cup of tea no it's not good i want my coffee again i go and take coffee now who is making me dance this small little tongue and see the fun of the tongue see fun fun The tongue makes us eat, eat, eat whole life. And our body becomes fat. But the tongue never becomes fat. You see the tongue of a fat person. It is never fat. Because we are slaves to our tongue. No, same thing applied to all the sense organs. And there is no logic behind it. In some house I went to see a young couple. And I saw around their house and was reading the newspaper. And the young girl, she said, Swamiji, I have seen what you are looking in our house. I said, okay, anyway, get me my cup of tea. Then she said, do you know why we have not painted our house? Their house was in a very bad shape, no painting at all. I said, I don't want to know. Try this. Don't want to know anything about anybody. But we keep on collecting free download. There's no need. <laughs> no, but I want to tell you. I said, okay, I had to take a cup of tea, I had to listen. <laughs> then she said, um, when we got married, we have taken a vow that unless both of us agree, we will not do anything. So then she said, I like light pink color and he likes light cream color. 
and therefore we don't agree and therefore we are not maintained the house. I say, look here, I am a Swami, I am supposed to help you. If you agree on this issue, will you do it? So I told him, let us paint your house dark black from inside. The moment I said, I said, stop now, don't react. First, wife, you paint. Do you like it? No way. Then I asked the husband, Mr. Husband, do you like it? He said, no way. Say you don't agree. Now paint black. <laughs> now tell me what is the logic behind the likes and dislikes? I like this. I, what is the logic? And our whole life is guided by only the likes and dislikes. This is how I like that girl, I like that boy. What is liking in that? Same two legs, same stupid head. What is doing in that? But all the life is spent only on these two principles. I like this, I don't like this. And both of them have no logic, no reason. For example, I don't like eggplant. And there are some people in India, there is a community called the Punjabis, they like eggplant best, their delicacy. So, why I don't like brinjal or the eggplant, I don't know, but I don't like it. And those Punjabis, why they like, they also don't know it, but they like it. So, when I go to their house for taking food, as a delicacy, the first dish they offer me is that brinjal. So when I see that brinjal in my plate, I pray to the Lord, Oh Lord, can't you come in any other form? <laughs> so when you don't like something, you take a tissue paper, put on that, lift it and throw it away. <laughs> exactly the same way I do. I take the chapati, the Indian bread, put it on that and cover it and without looking at it, gulp it with a glass of water like Ayurvedic medicine. <laughs> and when it is removed from my plate, I am very happy, gone. <laughs> but 
then that lady thinks I like it more. Again, it comes. Hey, pessoal, acha que ele gostou? Coloca mais. Now tell me what is the logic that I don't like or I like? This is how our mind covers the intellect. Intellect is live with reason, live with understanding, not with likes and dislikes. Things should be done in life because they are right or wrong, not because I like or I don't like. Therefore, <coughs> it is necessary that we are aware of this. The objects should not cover our sense organs. The sense organs should not cover our mind. The mind should not cover our intellect. And intellect should not cover our life. Life is not a matter of logic. Life is a matter of understanding and sacrifice. More than what I get, our attention should be how much more I can give. Then we break the barrier of individuality and merge in the totality. Life-wise, we are all one. Hunger of a rich man and hunger of a dog is the same. Once we are able to reach that level of Life, then our yoga is complete. Then out of an ordinary person, a great master is metamorphosed. Because now there is no small little I who is functioning. But it is the infinite self which is expressing to us. Therefore, the real yogi, according to Bhagavad Gita, is Atmopameda Sarvatra Samam Pashyati Yorjuna Sukham Vajadiva Dukham Sayogi Paramovataha. He is the supreme yogi, he who is able to be happy in the happiness of others. And he who is able to extend a helping hand to a needy, miserable one. This is possible for every one of us. We have to dilute our strong eye and merge into. 
see the principle of homeopathy. Once I was in somebody's place in India, and that person was the homeopathy doctor. Because you are alive, there will be some problems in the body. Only dead bodies don't have problems. So if any one of you have got any problem, congratulate, you are still alive. If you see you have no problem, then you are dead. So I had some kind of cough cold. He gave me one homeopathic medicine. And after I took two small pieces, I didn't know even health disappeared, too small. Then he said, next dose will be after six months. I said, why so long distance between the two doses? He said, because it is high potency medicine. Then I started getting afraid, oh God, now what is going to happen? Then I asked him, please explain what is the potency. And he explained to me. One drop of medicine diluted in 100 drops of water. One potency. Now that now one potency drop of medicine diluted in the water is added to 100,000 drops of water. After that is mixed thoroughly, then one drop from then is added to 1 million drops of water. And then no chemical process can detect whether medicine is there or not. It is so diluted. And then he told me, it is diluted to such an extent that it goes and attacks directly at the nuclear layer. If this example is clear, same way, I is a concentrated one. Then this I starts diluting. I and my wife. Then I and my wife and my first child. Then I, my wife, my first child, my second child. Then I, my wife, my first child, my nth child. My what? And nth. And thus, then I includes the whole creation out of an ordinary person, a master is manifested. 
encontro das pessoas, toda a existência de uma pessoa que morre em outro mundo. This is what yoga is providing. Such a person is at home everywhere with everyone anytime. Essas pessoas estão em casa em todo lugar em qualquer momento em qualquer lugar. Then the life is fulfillment of life is to love everyone and everyone loves you. This is the ultimate of yoga. Be as we are here. Don't we like somebody who is happy? So if somebody is happy, we like What will be that experience that you are happy? Then everybody will like us. And that is what is life. Otherwise, we are lonely in the crowds. Everybody is cheerful, happy, and this disgusted fellow is sitting in the corner. And ask him, hey, what is wrong with you? Then his answer, what is right with you? Everything is wrong. Did anybody insult you? Nobody respects you. Did you finish your food? Sorry? Did you finish your food? No, what, nothing was left for me to <laughs> Such disgusted people, they are that disgust in God's creation. Disgust in what they are. Therefore, friends, ultimate of yoga is be happy spread the joy around you. Even if you are not happy, you say you are happy. We don't gain the truth. If somebody asks you, how are you? Fire. I am on the top of the world. <laughs> But the word should carry the meaning. So the person is asking you, hey, how are you? Oh, I am on the top of the world. <laughs> That is not the way. It should carry the meaning. So now you all have heard in You have lost your right to be miserable. If you want to make Marcos miserable, you become miserable. He will be hundred times miserable. 
and he is your guru. You should never make your guru your daughter. Maybe I have something wrong with it. Or that's why I thought you wanted to do it. Now, how simple it is. It's not simple. One day, a person came and asked him, Swamiji, I want to do something for you. What can I do? I said, be happy. He said, come on, tell something. Why be happy? If I am happy, what will you get? I said, I, I will have one less miserable person coming to me. Shanti Shanti Hari Om Shri Guru Pyo Namaha